0: The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries.
1: In Psalms 139, 17 and 18, it says, How precious are your thoughts concerning me, O God, how vast in number they are. Praise God. Speak the Word.
0: Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word word God's word speak 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 God's word we invite you to visit us online at speak that's speak and now here's pastor joe with a message titled i've changed my mind
1: speak the word i have been instructed by the lord and i'm going to continue to emphasize the importance of your every word that's what he has instructed me to do is to teach the word and how every word we speak is a seed. He wants you to know the importance of the words coming out of your mouth and, and that every word is a seed. And as the Bible says, as a man sows, so shall he reap in that only. So a lot of people... Uh, think about uh, they take that as an interpret of many things you know sometimes they interpret that to mean finances but it's not necessarily talking about finance It's talking it, it includes that but it's talking about everything Amen. every word he says every word is a seed and, and in Matthew he says you're going to be ha- held accountable for every word that you speak and, and so every word that you speak is going to produce something so it's up to you as to what you want to plant and produce It's not up to God, as I was just sharing with Sister Vilma. It's it's up to us. God gives us the instructions, and we just follow His instructions. We also need to know that the only way that we're ever going to get a changed mind or reset our minds, we can say reset our minds, according to God's Word, is to confess His Word. That's the only way that you're going to get a changed mind or to reset your mind, and, and by meditating on it. He said to meditate on it. You know, this was God's instructions to Joshua in chapter 1, but it's also his instructions to us. He said to meditate on his word. He said, when you meditate on his word, he said, you'll be successful in all your ways. He said, he didn't say you're going to be successful in some of your ways. He said, you're going to be successful in all your ways, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit, God has sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper and our teacher and to help us to discern and understand the word. And that was, you know, we don't have to do these things on our own any longer. Before we became born again, we had to do things on our own, but we no longer have to do things on our own anymore where we have the Holy Spirit. He's our teacher. He's our helper. He's our advocate. He's our standby. Advocate means he's our attorney. We need one. Whatever we need, the Holy Spirit is there to teach us. In John 14, 26, it says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything he says that I've told you. We are new creatures, saints, and we need to think like new creatures, and we need to act like new creatures, okay? This is how God describes a new creature in the Amplified Bible according to Second Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation, a whole new creation. He said, a new creature altogether, the old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. He says, behold, the fresh and new has come. Praise the Lord. Have you ever wondered, saints? You know what's happened to that old man? You know the Bible says that old man has passed away, and old thing, all things he says now has become new. Amen. Well, according to Romans six six, it says that we know that our unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him. Yes. So your unrenewed uh, self was nailed to the cross with with Jesus in order. That your body, which is the instrument of sin, he says, might be made ineffective and inactive for evil, that we may no longer be slaves of sin. And verse 14, it tells us that sin no longer has dominion over you. Since now, he says, you are not under the law as slaves, but you're now under grace. A lot of ministers, a lot of churches still teach the law, but you're not under the law anymore. You know, the, the Old Testament is a wonderful Bible, and it has a lot of good stuff in it, and we still do a lot of that stuff, but we don't we don't follow the law. We're under grace. There's a difference. There's more to the difference in grace and the law than that one single page in Malachi. You know, there's a one blank page there before from Malachi Do you get over into Matthew, but there's more to it yes. than one page that separates that. He says, therefore, he says, you're subjects of God's favor and mercy. And I put a Sela after that. If you don't know what sailor is, you know, David, did they use that a lot? He used it a lot in the book of Psalms. Sela only means just to pause and think about what I've just said. So he said, just pause, just think about, he says, you're subjects of God's favor and his mercy. So he shows us mercy and favor. He surrounds us. The Bible says that he surrounds us with his favor. And his mercy is fresh and new every morning. So, you you know, you don't need to get enough mercy today for tomorrow because he says his mercy is fresh and new every day. But saints, you must get a new way of thinking. You need to have a mind change. You cannot continue thinking like that old man that died, the one we were just talking about, the one that was nailed to the cross with Jesus. You cannot continue to think like that old man and still expect things to be different in your life because it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen unless you have some change with it. Are you hearing me? I'd like to share this story with you. I heard that some scientists did an experiment once with a piranha, which I understand is a vicious fish. I don't think I've ever seen a piranha. But the scientists, what they did, they, the scientists took this piranha and they put him in a fish tank with some other fish. They put some small fish in with the piranha. However, when they put the piranha, the, uh, piranha in, they also, in this tank, they placed in it an invisible divider in the tank between the piranha and the, and the small fish to protect the small fish. So every day, the piranha kept trying to get through to get to the fish. That's his food. So he was trying to get through that invisible shield that was there. But he kept running into this invisible shield that protected a small fish. And, you know, since he did this over and over for 30 days, after 30 days, the scientists removed the invisible shield that they had placed in there. But the piranha, he didn't make any effort anymore to swim toward the fish. Because in his mind, in the piranha's mind, he knew that he had tried and he tried and he couldn't, so he wouldn't try anymore. He eventually died of starvation. Saints, he was only defeated in his mind. This is where Satan gets us. He defeats us in our mind. It's right between our ears. This is where your change must take place. Are you hearing me? It, it, for a lot things to be different in your life, whether it's healing or finances or whatever it is, it must take place between these two ears here, in your mind. He was conditioned to think that it only took thirty days for this piranha to get it into his mind that he could no longer do anything. My point is that you have also been conditioned your whole lifetime to think a certain way. Or to behave a certain way. You've been conditioned to do that. You get, you're you still being conditioned that way. We're being conditioned every day by the things we hear on the radio. By the things we see on watch TV. By the churches and the ministers that we sit up under and listen to. You're being conditioned by that. You've been conditioned to think that you can't do certain things. For instance, you know, maybe some of you would like to have a different job. Maybe you'd like to be employed someplace else. You want, maybe some of you wanted to go to college. Maybe you wanted to extend your education. But Satan convinced you that you couldn't. The devil is always filling your mind with lies to keep you down, to get you to the point where you won't even try anymore. But as Caleb told the Israelites in Numbers chapter 14 verse 8, he says, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And he says, it gives him good pleasure to do good things for his children. He says, it gives me good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's everything in the kingdom, are you here? That's not just a little bit of it, but that's all of it. There is nothing that he won't do for you. He even tells us that in Romans 8, 31. He said, what then shall we say to all of this? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, he says, what can man do to you? Nothing can do to you. Verse 30, and he says, who, who can be our foe? Who can be our enemy if God be on our side? Verse 32, he says, he who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? And, and I capitalize that, all other things? Will he not give us all other things? He gave us the most precious thing that he had. His son, Jesus Christ, is the most precious gift that God had that he could give it. And he exchanged, he gave his life so we could live. In other words, we may not think about it that way, but that's exactly what he did. He he exchanged. He died so we could live. And he said in the Bible in John, that so you can have a live a life and live it more abundantly, is what he said. In Luke twelve thirty two, in the English Standard Version says, "Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom." Hallelujah! And that's what I was just quoting in verse thirty five. He said, "Who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant? He takes pleasure when you are prospering." He does not take pleasure when you can't, when you're having to live from paycheck to paycheck. He's not taking any pleasure when people are repossessing your cars and your homes. He's not taking pleasure in that. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. He takes pleasure when you're walking in health. But these are some things that he is teaching us in his word to do, but we can only do that when we get in the word. Are you hearing me? Saints, we really need to we really need to think about what he's saying here. You can keep that old mindset like the Israelites did and keep going around that same old mountain or you can begin to believe the word of God and start getting the revelation of these truths. He says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Right. But you cannot get the truth anywhere else except in the word. Yeah. If you want to know why you're where you are, You only just need to listen to the words coming out of your mouth. That will tell you where you are. That will identify you. You'll never go beyond your knowledge of the word. Hosea 4, 6 says that that his children are perishing for a lack of knowledge. In other words, he says, because they don't know my word, they don't know what my word says. They don't know that when the enemy's coming against them, that, you know, when when the enemy is trying to tell you that you're weak, that you need to say, I'm strong. Because the Bible says, you know, let the weak say they're strong. If he says, you've got such and such disease, or whatever you need to say by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. We have to come back and say what he says. Are you hearing me? Amen. To put it another way, Jesus says in Mark eleven twenty two in the God Word Translation, Jesus said to them, have faith in God. In verse 23, he said, I can guarantee this truth. This is what will be done for someone who doesn't doubt, but believes what he says will happen. And let me expand on that. He didn't say anything about your faith. He didn't mention faith. You can read in any translation. This happens to be uh, the God Word translation, but you can read it in the King James or the New King James or the New Living Translation. All of them, they don't say anything about faith, but what you say. You have to believe what you say. This is what will be done for somebody, for someone who doesn't doubt, but believes what he says will happen. If you're confessing God's Word, if you've got God's Word, if you're confessing that Word and you believe it, then it will happen regardless of what it is, if it lines up with the word of God, of course. He can say to this mountain, be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and it will be done for him. He says, that's why I tell you, if you have faith, he says, that you've already received it. There we have faith. If you have faith that you've already received it, whatever you pray for, he says, it will be done. But the main thing, if, and most of these scriptures that you read, he says that five times. He says, say, say, say. But a lot of people don't believe what they say because all, everybody's not honest. And so when a person is, is used to compromising the word and not you know, being honest and upfront with things, then, and then it's going to be hard for you to believe what God says. It's going, to believe, it's going to be hard for you to believe the Word. But if you if you live the way the Lord wants us to live, by being honest and not compromising the Word, then it will be easy for you to believe what you're saying. Are you hearing me? What have you been saying since? What have you been testifying to? Have you been tying God's hands with your words? You know, uh, I had a, a letter tonight of this one person uh, up around Washington says that... Um, he already wanted, uh, he prayed, and he only wants God to fix things. We're always wanting God to fix things, but we don't want to do anything to help him fix things. He's waiting on us to fix things, because he's given us everything we need to fix the things with. But now, he, he, his prayers has not been answered, he said, because God hasn't fixed things. That's really accusing God as being dishonest is really what you're doing. And so now he says, I'm living on disability, so just please take my name off your mailing list. I didn't have anything to do with him not getting God fixing things for him. You know, you can pray and anoint people till the hair flies off, rolls off their head. But if they don't come into agreement with the Word of God... And when you pray, if you pray for that person, and if you'll come into agreement with that person that's praying with you of what's being done, it will be done because God's word always works. Not sometimes, but always. He said, when, when you pray, believe you receive it. When two and all these all these things, he says, when two people come together to grin upon anything's being done, it shall be done. And he's not a liar. He says in Numbers, I think it's Numbers 23, 19, he said, He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son to man that he should change his mind. He said, Have I not spoken it? And has it not come to pass? If it has not come to pass, it has nothing to do with him, right. everything to do with us. And it, and it doesn't always have anything to do with the pastor that's praying for you either. you got to receive. You, when you come up for prayer, you have to come up with an open mind, willing to receive what you're going to ask for and be determined that when you ask for it and we pray that it's going to be done as far as you're concerned it's going to be a done deal it's not going to be one of these things well Pastor Joe I hope so it's going to be I know so it's done because see when you when you have that attitude then you have the God attitude because that's what that's basically what he's saying I don't know about you but I don't want just a half a cup anymore. When God has promised me the whole well. Yeah, right. You know, I, I don't want just a half a cup. I don't want to settle for less. Do you? You want to settle for less? I don't. God sent Moses into Egypt to deliver the Israelites out of bondage. God brought them all out miraculously. Not one of them was sick. There were millions. Not one of them even had a headache had nothing. He said that he brought them forth with silver and gold. There was not one sick person among the tribe. You know, and I know that's true because the Bible says that they went from house to house gathering up the silver and the gold and the Egyptians, where they were wanting so desperately to get rid of them, they gave them everything they had. So when they left out of Egypt, they left with all the silver and the gold and they left healthy. That's, right. that's what the Word of God says. So they left healthy and wealthy. But were they satisfied? No. All they did was murmur and complain. It says in Exodus three, twenty-one, God told them that he would grant them such favor in the sight of the Egyptians that when they left, they would not leave empty-handed. God told them that beforehand. He said, I'm going to show you favor with the Egyptians. You know, saints, God can show you favor on your job with your boss. He can show you favor on your job with your coworkers. He can show you favor with your next door neighbor. He can show you favor with anybody he, with your bank. He can show you favor with anybody he wants to show you favor with. As a matter of fact, the word says his favor surrounds you like a shield. Yes, amen. Hallelujah! And he said, not one of them, knock said, I didn't even have a headache, but they never changed. They never changed. They never, had, they never had a mind changed, never changed their thinking, and they all ended up dying one by one in the wilderness because they never changed their mind. They never renewed their mind. They were never thankful. They were never appreciative of anything that God did for them, and they had everything. And when you read the story, you'll also see that it took them 40 years to make an 11-day trip. You know, sometimes if you're following our GPS now, you might do that. <laughs> you might. It might take you 40 days to get someplace. But unless you can expand your mind, saints, unless you can enlarge them and get out of this box that the devil has put you in then you're never going to go where God wants you to go and do what He wants you to do. He did not create you to be wimps, but He created us to be warriors to fight the good fight of faith. That's what He created us for. In 1 Timothy 6, 13, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made the good confession before many witnesses. What He's talking about there is when you made the good confession, when you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the good confession. The enemy keeps you down because you won't change your mind. You keep that same old mindset. You have your mind set on that same program, on that same station, static and all, saying and doing the same things over and over again, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. It's like a you got it on that same radio station, and and maybe sometimes have you ever turned your radio on and all you could get was static? You, nothing would nothing would come in clearly for you to hear. All you getting is static, and that was the way it was on TV in my day, uh, younger days, um, with the little antennas with the tin foil wrapped around them. You know, you didn't really get you got static. You got you got a lot of snow, you know. But my point is, is that you keep saying if we keep saying the same thing all the time, and doing the same things over and over and over again. And then we wonder why we're not getting any breakthroughs, Wonder why there's never any changes in your life. It's an impossibility. In order to get change, you have to make change. Speak the word to your
0: body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance. You've been listening to author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, on today's edition of Speak the Word. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Generous contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back in just a moment, but first, we'd like to tell you about Pastor Joe's booklet on finances called Receiving God's Financial Miracle. What exactly does God have to do with your finances, and why do so many Christians struggle to make ends meet? The Bible tells us from Philippians that God will supply every one of our needs. Pastor Joe will share her heart on how God is a generous God, even when we're in need. She'll also help warn of some false teachers from the church who lie and steal in the name of prosperity. In this booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, Pastor Joe will also help you align your words with God's Word, as that is the key to true blessing. Just ask for the booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle by Pastor Joanne Ramsey, when you send a gift of any amount to speak the word ministry. You can write to us at P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or call us and request the booklet Receiving God's Financial Miracle when you call 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. 855-505-2297. Or you can order the book by sending an email directly to Pastor Joe. Her email address is joe. that's J-O, at speakthewordministry.net. Again, that's pastor joe at speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a closing prayer.
1: Father, I thank You that Your Word has instructed us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we will know what Your perfect will is for us. And You have sent the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our helper to help us discern and understand Your Word. Help us, O Lord, to understand that we must renew our minds To your way of thinking, in order to lay hold of the good life that your word has promised, forgive us, Lord, for allowing the enemy to deceive us by filling our minds with lies to keep us down and to make us think that our giants are bigger than you. We know that according to your word in Romans eight thirty one, if you be for us, who can be against us? Who can be our enemy if our God is on our side? Hallelujah. You did not even spare your own son, but you gave him up for us all. Will you not also graciously give us all other things? Thank you, Lord, that it gives you good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen.
0: From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word. To every circumstance, that mountain can't stand against the word, the word of God, against the word of God.